Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to another episode of Tutora Time. On our show, we discuss the issues of the day and how they are affecting our society, our nation, and the world. Thanks for joining us. Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to another episode of Tutora Time. Today is January 26th, 2021. It's a Tuesday, and it is also day 20 of Fascist America, actually day 19 of Fascist America, and we're not even one full week into Joe Biden's presidency. And slow old Joe took to the airwaves today to discuss racial equity. Well, folks, it's not racial equality. It's a very different thing. Racial equity about declaring equivalency of outcomes. Before we go there, let me just start on this term that's being thrown around nonstop in the press these days, which is white supremacy. All right. We must reject these terms like white supremacy. They're inherently racist um, because they're defining people by their race. Okay. What kind of supremacy? White supremacy. It's about white people. And people who preach this garbage, you know, how do they know what's in a person's mind? How do they know what's in a person's heart? They keep talking about the white supremacists that stormed the Capitol. Uh, on January 6th. How do they know that? Uh, did they hook electrodes up to people's heads? Uh, can they read people's hearts? Did they have their uh, their minister or a Ouija board out to figure out what lives in these people's hearts? No, they just looked at them and saw that they were white people um, and they supported Trump. So that makes them white supremacists. And even though, of course, we don't know the, all the full details of the riot yet, who was there, who wasn't, sure, there were definitely Trump supporters there, but it's also been shown that there were Antifa people. Um, I do have photos on my Facebook page of a person who was arrested before Andy No, the, the very honorable journalist, did the research, and per people who were arrested in Antifa riots were also there dressed up in QAnon clothing for, for that riot there on the 6th. So we don't really know the details of who was who and what was what. The left is simply going to tell the narrative that they want to tell on it. But white supremacy, we really must reject this term and push back against it on every single level. Because, because white supremacy and white privilege they really are vile racist terms. They demean people based on race. And we must push back. We must reject this term everywhere it's used and everywhere it's promoted. The other thing that always strikes me as bizarre with all of this talk of racial equity is um, they, they never mention the words personal responsibility. Where does that factor into everything? Personal responsibility. Are people responsible for their own behavior or are they just, you know, these 
poor victims based on their race. What is the role of personal responsibility? Personal responsibility can get anybody ahead in this country. And the evidence is overwhelming. There's no way that you could possibly disprove that. Uh, you know, it, it, the whole thing of black people as a whole being discriminated against, it proves false if there are people who are getting ahead. There are successful black people in every field in, that exists. So how is it a guaranteed mathematical or scientific formula if people are su succeeding against what they say is even possible? The whole thing is so destructive. So today in his in his uh, press conference or his Joe Biden's over there reading from a teleprompter where the letters are about four feet high. It's pathetic. You could see that he's just reading whatever his, you know, the young guns wrote for him. It's a joke. The guy has no idea what he's talking about. Uh, but one of the things he mentioned in there was uh, George Floyd, George Floyd. Now, we watched what happened to George Floyd. and. Overall, it certainly was a disaster, no doubt about it. But when you look at it in full, if you watch that whole tape, to me, the, 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 the cop is definitely guilty of crimes, especially when the point when Floyd went out. He was on the ground. The guy actually passed out. He probably died right there on the spot. And the cop still did not get up. So that's just inexcusable under any circumstance. But also one of the things that happened is when they approached George Floyd, he swallowed fentanyl that he had in him. The coroner's report is that he died of an overdose in, uh, of fentanyl. So when you OD on fentanyl or drugs like that, what happens is your breathing, your respiratory system slows down. And that's what happened. That's why Floyd was screaming, saying, I can't breathe. According to the police reports and the, and the video of the uh, police body camera, George Floyd was already saying that when he was in the police car, that he couldn't breathe. And the reason he couldn't breathe was because he swallowed a handful of fentanyl. So even if that is what causes death, I, I do believe once the cop, once he went out and the cop stayed on his neck, then at that point, the cop is guilty of crimes because clearly the guy's passed out. You shouldn't be holding him to the ground. But it's not as clear cut as people like to make it. It wasn't these people just hunting down poor old George Floyd. And George Floyd also had a record. Okay, George Floyd was arrested and charged. I don't know if he was found guilty, but he was charged with him and his friend robbing uh, someone's home and holding a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach while he and his friend ransacked the house. So George and his buddy, they break in. There's a pregnant woman there. George takes out his gun, presses it against a pregnant woman's stomach, and his friend proceeds to go through her belongings to steal. Uh, is that a poor, innocent person who's living on the right side of the law? Not that he deserved what the cop did, but... You can't make this guy to be out, be some kind of saint because he certainly was not. The other thing that the left always is talking about with this term white supremacy, you know, they like to say uh, that 
you know, white supremacists attacking the democracy and we've never lived up to the concept of all men created equal. Well, first of all, slavery, America was born into a world where slavery already existed. They didn't create it. As a matter of fact, the, the phrase that all men are created equal appears in the Declaration of Independence. And it is that phrase that opened the door to people having their rights. The concept of people being created equal didn't even really exist before the United States. You didn't have issues of where slaves were held in South America that the, the system was systemically racist because they didn't start with the principle that all people are created equal. That was born in the United States, and the United States over time has fulfilled and lived to better that and fulfill that more and more every single day. I really find it repulsive because there's no other society that I know of. First of all, Barack Obama, as far as I know, was the only country where the elected leader was a minority of the country. That is not the hallmark of a systemically racist country. Uh, you know, Barack Obama could only become president if enough white people voted for him. So how can it be systemically racist? The whole thing really just doesn't add up. So over time, when the country was founded, white men age 21 who owned property could vote. But as the country went on, then white men without property could vote. Then the black men could vote. Then women could vote. Women came long, you know, 30 years after, 50 years after at the end of the Civil War almost. So this this idea that the country is, if the country was systemically racist, if you're in Iraq or these other countries where there's these dictators or other nations and you don't have your rights, women in uh, theocratic Muslim countries, they can't organize for their rights. And even if they did, they'd either be killed or they would never gain their rights. The only reason everybody has their rights is because the people who founded the country, the people of white European descent, they were open and believed in the concept of all people being created equal, and they willingly handed other people their rights. Of course, everybody deserves their rights. I'm not defending not giving people their rights. But unless the masses in America and the leadership in America thought that way, nobody would ever have their rights. Who would, who would stand up to make it happen? The only reason everybody in this country has their rights is because the people and the system that they're calling systemically racist and supremacist, those are the people who opened up rights to everybody in the country. So it's really a shameful twisting of history. And, you know, I, I mean, if, if I was black, truthfully, I'd be pretty offended that they're using me as some kind of... Uh, victim. You know, they're telling black people, you know, the whole system is rigged against you and there's no way that you could get ahead. It's really demoralizing and demeaning. I mean, what are you supposed to think now? Are you supposed to apologize to people who are not white when you see them? I mean, what exactly is going on in this country? And white supremacy, it, it's, it, it's a racial slur. I mean, to me, a white supremacist is a person who walks around thinking that whites are better than people, everybody else just because that's just the way it goes. And, you know, and they're hostile and violent towards people. 
you know, I, I don't see that. I've never known anybody like that in my life. I don't, I don't see people who behave like that. I've never even heard people talk like that. I don't know who these liberals are hanging out with. Maybe, maybe people are really seeing what's in their own heart and really what's in their own mind. Maybe the people who really have the issue are the people on the left. Maybe it's not the Trump supporters and the people who believe in the Constitution. It's really vile what they're doing. They're trying to tear the country apart on every level. And I truthfully don't think people are going to go for it. And then when they talk about equity, that equity means the, it's a code word for communism, truthfully, because equity is not about equality. It's not about everybody having a fair chance. the, The belief is all people were created equal, not that everybody is going to achieve equally or everybody is going to, uh, be on the, on the, receiving end of benefit because of their race. It has nothing to do with that whatsoever. It has to do with people supposedly being able to have the same outcome. This is what they're talking about when they're talking about equity. So how can you possibly have that? Where does individual effort come in? Where does talent come in? If somebody who makes no effort should have the same reward as people who made the effort. Also, it's a ludicrous notion. Thomas Sowell talks about it. How can you expect to have equity across the the, the equality of outcome across the board in society when there are so many factors that go into creating success? You know, somebody who gets up early every day to work and doesn't, somebody who slacks off, they're not going to get the same result. And also, Soul makes the brilliant point of you have families that are all raised under the same roof, and there's not equity of outcome. So if you have two people with the same parents brought up basically in the same way with access to the same family wealth or whatever it may be, one ends up uh, a criminal and the other one ends up a successful businessman, how, how you can't even have equity among family never mind among society as a whole. It's a poisonous uh, philosophy. And it's also going to hit a dead end very soon because I don't think people are really going to put up with it. I don't think people like being called white supremacists. What, what, how do you define it? These, these terms that the left use, domestic violent extremists, all these things, uh, domestic, all these violent extremists, they, they're all a bunch of like adjectives they use that have no meaning. Domestic, okay, we know. Violent, okay. Violent, what's violent? Is speech violent? Is saying that the election was a fraud, is is that violent? Is having your own taste in something, is that violent? What What is necessarily violent short of actual physical violence? What, how are they defining violence? Whose words are an extremism? Who, who decides what's extreme? They're deciding this small group of 30-year-old liberals, leftists, communists uh, who work on Joe Biden's staff, they're deciding what the word extreme means. You know, there's a there's a picture going around the internet. It's of Jen Psaki, Joe Biden's press secretary. She's wearing a big pink fuzzy hat with the communist star right in the middle of it. And this is the woman who's pushing a lot of these agendas and is the face for this agenda, this equity agenda. It's absurd. It's it's based on a falsehood and it's extremely divisive. It's only dividing people more. It's only dividing people more.
The other thing that the left loves to talk about is this term hate crimes. It's a hate crime. I always ask myself, as opposed to what? The crimes that are based on love? The guy who carjacked you, he was doing it out of love? I guess if you're the same race, it's a loving act. Somebody breaks into your home, steals your belongings, it's, it's a loving act. People of the same race murder or rape each other, that, that's a loving act. The whole thing is moronic, to be perfectly honest, the terms they come up with. And this idea of equity, also people say, well, it's based on the percentage of the population. You know, blacks are this much of the population, but there's more, higher percentage of that population in jail. That doesn't mean anything because we're judged as individuals, not as a group. So what should we do? If, if, uh, if whites make up 65% of the population, do we have to create crime? So 65% of the people who are incarcerated are white. This is what they're talking about. This is actually what they're, and if you're black and you're above the 13% that you make up of the population, should we let you out of jail and not charge you with a crime? Where does it stop? Does it, does it apply to the NBA? Does it apply to the NFL? Is do 65% of the players in the NFL and the NBA have to be white? Because it would seem according to their standard, it would have to be because clearly the only reason, uh, white guys are discriminated against in the NBA is because of their skin color. Clearly they have the same ability and clearly they have the same talent and clearly they made the same effort. Where's the equity? Where's the equality of outcome? I mean, Steve Nash was one dude where, where's the equity? Isn't it better just to let everybody be themselves and we could just appreciate and love everybody for who they are. They're looking for any way to divide people. And remember, they don't care at all about what race you are. These race hustlers, these race baiters, they don't care one little bit what race you are. They're only trying to use it to divide and to gain power for themselves. They don't care anything about the people they're talking about. It's a way of controlling and consolidating power and shutting down other voices. It is directly fascism. Since the left has taken power, since Joe Biden uh, took the electoral college there, they've been practicing nothing but fascism, silencing their political opponents. You know, the left confuses this idea of fascism. They think it's a strong man who speaks about the nationality of his country. That's a little part of it. And that's the way it expressed back in the 1930s and 1940s. But there are a lot of leaders who love their country and speak nationally. So that doesn't, that's not the term that makes it. And now the left doesn't even believe in nations. They've replaced net national leaders, nation states with globalism. So now it's the submission to the global cabal who's telling us about global warming, which again is only there to put us all under control. And the hallmark of it is silencing your political opponents, which the left is working overtime to do. They're looking to charge everybody with crimes and also working hand in glove with corporations, which is what they're doing. They are determining winners and losers, shutting down oil, choosing green energy. They are working hand in glove with Twitter and Facebook to silence people. I mean, Donald Trump, the man who served for four years as president of the United States, has been silenced on Twitter and Facebook. If that's not fascism, what is? And why? Because they say he incited violence. He did not incite violence. He said the exact opposite. He said, march peacefully over to the Capitol, peacefully and patriotically and cheer Republicans on. That's what he said. 
And also there's flat out clear evidence. The FBI had information that people were planning to cause rioting in D.C. before Trump even spoke. They set Trump up, as always. They let him walk into a trap. If they, if he, if they would have given him that information, he probably wouldn't have gone out there and given the speech. Or if he would have, it would have, he might have given it in a different way or said different things. But they knew there was going to be a riot. They let Trump go make the speech. This way they could take anything he says and turn it into an insurrection. And come on, let's be real. Even if Trump didn't give that speech and people stormed the Capitol, they would have charged Trump anyway. They would have impeached him. They would have blamed him anyway. So let's cut the nonsense, okay? So we're really, really going down horrible, horrible roads here. One of the other things Joe Biden talked about today was they're getting rid of private prisons, which there's, I see some good things in that. But also when you look at that a little deeper, some say the private prison is no good because they have to create criminals because they need to fill their prisons. And that's true. That's maybe valid on that level. But there also are other reports saying that people are treated better in the private prisons than they are in the government run facilities. So, but I would definitely be against just creating crimes just to fill your private prisons. But all of these things, they're not they're not surface level conversations. You have to look into these uh, a, a little deeper to really understand what's going on. So we're going to keep looking at it and we're going to keep holding their feet to their fire. And I want you who are listening to reject this phrase, white supremacy and white privilege. And I want you to push back on it on every term because it's flat out racist. You're negatively defining people by the color of their skin. That is the textbook definition of racism. And again, other than white supremacy, it's a vague term. Who's deciding that? According to who? Who's, you know, the ones on the left are the ones who are deciding that. And it's a shame. They're turning back. They're causing people to divide, which is what they want. Divide and conquer. This is their power strategy. This is their power base. But we're going to keep fighting back. And we're going to have our voices heard. We are not going to be silenced. And remember, when you're out there in your day-to-day -day experience, you must talk to everybody you know. You must talk to the person next to you on the grocery line, not in an argumentative way. You have to ask them if this kind of crackdown is really what they want for this country. You have to be the light. Because remember, just one candle, one little bit of light dispels the darkness. So carry the light, shine the light of truth everywhere you go. Well, I'm Nicholas Tutara, and I'll talk with you again on another episode of Tutara Time.